Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with Scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, no, Albie. I came into the house tonight after watching my son rock climb in the rock wall, which was really cool, mm-hmm. in a rock wall world, wherever that is, and and my wife was holding one of our chickens in the little kitchen area and had him in a towel. Let All us right. know what's going on. Um, By the way, this is one of the ones I like. I hate the I guinea fowl. I want them all to die. They won't die because I want them to die, and that's just <laughs> my life. That's fine. Um, and this one was this chicken. With The chickens are fine. They're actually pretty cool, and they've been doing a good job of kicking up old leaves, etc., doing natural farming by bird or whatever they are. <laughs> uh, and yes, now, they're birds. Now tell us, unfortunately, one's fallen. Well, okay, so she's still alive. I'm pretty worried but she had a very hard molt which is like when they lose their feathers in the spring and then they grow Mm -hmm. back and she had kind of a hard molt and she got wry neck which is like i'm good now i think (laughs) no it just means she has a vitamin deficiency so she's like twisting her neck so i just have to help her eat and drink so i'm helping her eat and drink and then i'm gonna go to the tractor supply and get her some vitamins that will help her hopefully recover but because she was having a hard time no, mm-hmm. it's just chicken vitamins. I'm not taking her mm-hmm. to the vet or something. So anyway, so I gave her a bath because she was doing her vitamins. And where did you give her a bath? In the bathtub. In the bathtub where the kids take a bath, which is absolutely fine and not <laughs> freaking incredibly insane. It's fine. I don't use it. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, I washed it off uh-huh. after with soap. I mean, like, what do you want? But she was getting dirty because she couldn't, like, walk properly with her rye neck. So I... Helped wash her off to clean her up, and now she is <laughs> in another insane thing, wrapped in a towel, and then inside a, my um, 
heated blanket so that she can warm up after her the bath. The blanket my brother bought for you? Inside a towel, though. So she's not directly touching the blanket, okay, but I wanted fine. her to that's be able fine. to as warm up. As long as I, 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 don't, I, as I just don't want to see it in her, but that's fine. That's fine. Well, you can do... I wanted her to warm up after her bath because it's kind of chilly and damp outside, and so she's warming up right now, and she drank plenty of water. Your volume is not coming out loud in this. Am I not close enough? Is that better? A little bit. Um, so she drank plenty of water and she ate a little bit, not as much as I would have wanted her to, but I'm going to get her some vitamins and, um, see if we can get her up and going again. She did lay an egg today though, which is interesting. Cause like, I would think she wouldn't be laying an egg. Like she wasn't laying an egg cause she was molt laying eggs cause she was molting right. for a while. But then like the fact that she laid an egg makes me think that like she must have enough nutrients in her to do that. So like, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, we'll. So just think, little cinnamon in a few days is either going to be healthy or dinner. I don't think we're going to eat a chicken that like dies of natural cinnamon. causes. I think I'd that's I'd like to weird. eat the bird, Alice. I'd like to eat cinnamon. Let cinnamon know. All well, right. Because what we... if she has an illness or something? <sighs> okay. Okay. I, um, so we got a few things to get to, Alice. First of all, um. I can't play Elizabeth Warren anymore, but she's going out there cackling and skin. And the left is obviously we know they've lost their minds. She really thinks she has a chance to be the next president, doesn't she? Yeah, she well, she's going for something out there, but she's so bad that person she becomes. Other than if you're the twenty percent of people who like really love her, or if you're <laughs> calibrated that, is that, like that. Is, are there twenty percent of people? Who I, I don't like know, that? but that person that she is when she's yelling is just horrific. So let's move. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's horrific. So let's move off of her. Kamala did the same thing, um, but I do want to. But Kamala is somehow more <laughs> likable when she does it. I mean, she's well, still not likable, but more than Elizabeth Warren. It's well, right. not, like, offensive. With Kamala, we're watching a comedy, you know? So it's kind of <laughs> interesting. But I do want you to hear for a moment, in West Hartford, Connecticut, this is just about tone and the way people present themselves. So West Hartford, Connecticut. By the way, I'm watching my... The, half the kids I graduated with Winchester and Winchester are now on a huge debate uh, who are yelling at each other on... Uh, on about this, you know, you can never tell a woman what to do with her body. Yeah, but if there's a baby, it's just like, wow, man, we were all getting along so well. Maybe it'll get deteriorate so much that they'll go back to because you know everybody on Facebook, mm-hmm. like, like really gets along these days. Even though like the jock would never have talked to the other person yeah. thirty years ago, or whatever. I wonder if it's going to sink back to that where they they take up old causes and and uh, and and it, it becomes uh, balkanized in a way. Uh, it's interesting to watch, though, because the insults are starting to fly because it's abortion and this and that and everybody, whatever. So here's the deal. Um, that's nothing to do with what I'm going to do. So this is the Board of Ed meeting in West Hartford. It's a, it's a really pretty, let's say Cambridge, Massachusetts. So it's upscale. It's nice. This is where the beautiful people live. This is ultimate, ultimate um, uh, why mom yoga pants. Range Rover. This, this mm-hmm. is it. Okay. So listen to these. Uh, a couple of teachers, concerned citizens, t- spoke to the board. And listen to the way they speak and how they speak as well. And I'll just tell you that it's very nurturing. It's empathetic. It's positive. It's soft. What I do not do is intentionally spread in- misinformation because that would be teaching my kids to lie. 
For instance... When she says her kids, she means... Your kids. Correct. If I said that our elementary social-emotional curriculum teaches sex education, I would be spreading a lie. If I said students being taught U.S. history from racially inclusive perspectives was critical race theory, that would also be a lie. If I said social-emotional learning and social justice instruction was taking the place of reading, writing, and math, that would be another lie. Instead of talking about things that aren't happening, I want to talk about what is happening because our district believes that every child deserves to feel they belong in our community. Okay, so she's already told you all the things that she's not going to be telling mm -hmm. you and the things she would never consider doing in, in, in defining, bringing her own definitions with her. So right. if I said that was critical race theory, that's a lie. So she's trying to dispel, add all these... I'll add all these um, parameters before she begins to talk. So, so good, Al. She's not going to do any of that stuff. What is she going to do? First, to note that I teach young children. They notice differences. As early as ages four and five, children can show positive and negative biases about differences related to race and gender. Talking about human diversity with children doesn't cause these biases and prejudices. Children learn prejudice from prejudice. In other words, and where does that happen? At home. Exactly. <laughs> so she's not going to talk about sexuality, and she's not going to talk about gender or any of those things uh, in sex with kids. But what did she just say that she's going to do there? Um, work on dismantling their biases. She's going to talk about sex with kids is what <laughs> she's going to do. When they don't have age-appropriate information about human differences in gender, race, oh, gender. culture, and ability, they fill a vacuum of understanding with confusion, misinformation, and other people's biases. Right. So she, Your biases. Well, she's going to fill that vacuum now, exactly, with gender ideology, with um, critical race, all the other stuff that we talk about, a wokeism of this and that, whatever. She's mm -hmm. not doing it in that name. She's just filling voids for us. And notice how it's done with the, with the tone of a nurturer. I'm going to fill those voids because we know if we don't do that, then they'll be filled by biases. You don't want something filled by biases. Now, all this is code talk, of course, doublespeak, wokeism, and it's all encoded. Now, what she's really telling the kids is that Jacob can wear a dress, and that's just as normal and just as fine mm -hmm. as anything else. And J J Jacob might be E, Z, 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 um, doesn't matter. If a path to becoming empathetic, critically thinking, and resilient adults can be derailed starting as early as preschool, we need schools to equip children with the tools and skills to address this. Social emotional and social justice learning promotes kindness and fosters empathy, and it teaches children to understand how someone else's experience of mistreatment is a harm that should be confronted and prevented. For this, every child needs to develop positive personal and social identities to gain. In other words, all every affirmation you can possibly think of and offer them more and more and more and more. Because if there's any chance that a child might feel different or might feel that there's a bias at work somewhere, then be, feel harmed or whatever, we've got to make sure there are no parameters to anything. Comfort and joy with human diversity to recognize unfairness and understand that it hurts and grow Unfairness. confidence to stand up for oneself and for others against discrimination. I am so glad we live in a school district that recognizes this. Six years old. In other words, 
I'm doing all the woke, crazy, psychotic stuff that I just told you for the first 30 seconds I'm never going to do. Trying to use a, a distraction decoy, by the way, saying, if I said that we teach critical race theory in the classroom, that would be misinformation. Well, right. And this is an especially interesting one. Because, well, can we first... Okay, stay, okay you can can, finish. Can you, you can no, no, finish. no, no, no. I, I want you to want you to do that there. Okay. I, but I just want to establish something right now between us. Can we um, agree that this person is a psychotic? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, please go right ahead. So... I find the whole social emotional learning thing really interesting because there. So let me tell a little bit of the story of like my experience hearing about social emotional learning as a parent and somebody who's been fairly involved in the school system and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, starting back like even in the 90s ish, um, people who studied education and early childhood education in particular noticed that it wasn't necessarily things you learned in school that were big predictors of success. Like early reading isn't a big predictor of success. You know, kids who le learn to read I'm earlier, kids that. that learn to read earlier than others, the, the gains come out in the wash, you know, by like second grade, you know, it's it's like getting potty trained. Like if you potty train younger, you're not better at going to the bathroom when you're 40. Like it just you learn it when you learn it and then you get it and that's it, you know. Mm -hmm. So what they discovered is that there were like these other things that were better predictors of like whether or not you did well on standardized tests and did well in college and got a good job and made money and were stable in your life and all those things. Right. And what they found was that. um Sorry, I didn't even plug in this camera. Um, what they found is that those those qualities weren't something they were teaching in school. So instead of saying like, hmm, maybe school can't make up for like everything that's wrong in your life, we're going to try and figure out what these other qualities are and teach them. Like your ability to delay gratification and your ability to interact normally with other people. And, you know, it, it, sort of all the... All the things that make kids good at like getting their homework done, doing well in school, g being able to get jobs, being able to interact with people. There's a whole bunch of these skills that aren't like how to do a math problem that you have to know how to do in order to have your life. You know what I mean? You have to know how to like get your paycheck and not spend it all the first day you have it and set mm -hmm. some money aside. Like you, you have to have this kind of like emotional self-regulation. You have to be able to read other people's emotions and learn how to react to them. And so that kind of birthed this idea of social emotional learning in schools, which is, I mean, I think was sort of a well-intentioned idea to start off with. Like we're going to teach kids like how to regulate their emotions and do this and do that and like delay gratification and these other things and sort of, soft skills right mm -hmm. but unfortunately most of the social emotional learning programs like that that education professionals put together to teach kids social and emotional learning don't seem to have the same impact as like having a stable family life and mm -hmm. and stable adults around you who are modeling be the behavior right like they just don't they've never really figured out how to teach kids emotional intelligence right and and it, it's not clear it's something that can necessarily be taught in a school environment, you know, once a day in the morning circle time. Like, it's just not clear that that's a thing. But anyway, something has happened more recently in the last few years where with all this social justice stuff, social and emotional learning has been totally co-opted by social justice teaching. So 
like I'm going to read you. This is from the um, what's this thing called? Casel, where they're the whatever center or commission or something on social emotional learning. Um, and they put out a bunch of like social emotional learning mm-hmm. programs that people use. The co- oh, sorry, the collaborative of social and emotional learning. Um, but so they came out with last year, uh, or I guess this was like 2019. So 2019, they redefined social and emotional learning and listen to how it's defined it. Casel's definition and framework for SEL provides a foundation for all communities to use evidence-based SEL strategies to, to advance the goals of equity and excellence in ways that are most meaningful in the local context. Hold on, wait for that one second. Mm-hmm. Hey, Max, you gotta go home. All right, see ya. Can you start? Can you read that again? Kazel's definition and framework for social and emotional learning provides a foundation for all communities to use evidence-based SEL strategies to advance the goals of equity and excellence in ways that are most meaningful to their local context. Well, hang context. on one second. First of all, I want mm-hmm. everybody to know I didn't just eject Max from the house. His parents asked, just texted and asked us to send yes, him home. Yes, yes, that's just correct. Can you start from the top again? I'll listen <laughs> fully this time. So Casel's definition, they changed the definition of social and emotional learning in 2019, that their definition and framework for SEL provides a foundation for all communities to use evidence-based SEL strategies to advance the goals of equity and excellence in ways that are most meaningful to their local context, right? Yeah. So here's what they say underneath. Developing and refining transformative SEL toward equity. Casel is refining a specific form of SEL implementation that concentrates SEL practice on transforming inequitable settings and systems and promoting justice-oriented civic engagement, which we are calling transformative SEL. Through our long-term learning agenda and ongoing collaboration with practitioners, policymakers, and researchers, Casel continues deepening what we know about how to implement transformative SEL toward equitable learning opportunities and developmental outcomes. Together, we will continue learning through our collective commitment to continuous improvement. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Transformative SEL is a process whereby young people and adults build strong, respectful, and lasting relationships that facilitate co-learning to critically examine root causes of inequity and to develop collaborative solutions that lead to personal community and societal well-being so we've moved on from learning to be the type of person that does your homework and understands how to like operate in a business setting so that you can you know not just get taught math but like know how to operate in the world we've moved on from that to like now we're going to solve all the root causes of inequity through social and emotional learning now jacob has to wear a dress now that is so incredible that that is that that, that paper trail is there. It's yeah. incredible to me. So they updated it and now they're, you know, they've moved on from what they're doing here. So and this is going on with all kinds of social and emotional learning programs. It was like this sort of educational trend idea from a few years ago that now has just been totally pressed into service of all this woke stuff in schools. And they're like you know, they'll say, and, and so they can use that. They can say, like, this is just social-emotional learning. We're just teaching kids to be nice to each other, to have emotional intelligence, to relate to each other well, and to know how to handle situations. And, you, and like, that was true of, like, what social and emotional learning was kind of trying to do some years ago, but it's not true of what it is anymore. And they did the same thing, like, when Ron DeSantis, um, you know, revamped 
their thing and banned critical race theory and the textbook people threw out like 40% of the math textbooks in Florida. The I think it was the New York Times did a big piece that was like, the math textbooks didn't have critical race theory. They just had social and emotional learning, which like why the social and emotional right. learning was in the math textbook anyway. Like, I don't know. But that's a success story because a bunch of the textbook companies, because Florida is a pretty big state, agreed to rewrite a bunch of their textbooks so that Florida wouldn't uh, disallow them from the curriculum. That is amazing that that is there. Like, you might have to come on with me tomorrow on the program. Alice, to we'll talk to the people. That is amazing. So let me pay, play with this. is one more teacher. This is a different teacher. I think that we live in such a diverse and globalized world, and people are really expected to know how to treat each other with dignity and respect and speak to each other um, in an inclusive way. And if we weren't teaching students how to you do that in their real life, they would be very compromised, I think, in their futures. It's such an important thing to know. Very comp. If, if it's not for us, if we don't mm-hmm. let give them all the wokeness lessons now, they'll be very compromised. How to be inclusive and how to be respectful um, to everyone with different backgrounds, orientations, identities, and abilities. Uh, learning about differences does not make you different. And being exposed to curriculum that includes gender identity um it doesn't create a trans child it just doesn't that's bull bleep well and more to the point so you could test this theory if they Mm -hmm. really feel that way if it's really just about learning about differences and understanding other people's perception of themselves and it's not going to influence them, then I want to be able to go into my child's classroom and do a unit on Christianity and Christian theology. And I want to be able to go in and talk about it to their class so that so the other students don't react to my child with misperceptions or the teachers. They might not really understand Christian theology either. I don't want them to react to my kid with misperceptions about my child's theology and spiritual life, right? So I would want to go in and educate them about, you know, my child's differences and and their religious beliefs and and the theology that that they have. And I want to be able to explain to the other children that God died for them on a cross and that he rose from the dead to bring us all to sit at the right hand of God in heaven. (laughs) And, you know, that we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Like, I want to be able to go in and educate the class about that, because if we're just learning about differences, that learning, theological principles. It doesn't make kids Christian. Correct. Right. How could it make them Christian if they're not Christian? Christian, also, no just but, but from the first admonishment we got, teaching kids theological principles and Judeo-Christian values mm-hmm. is not indoctrinating them into no. Christianity. To say it is, is misinformation. Right. Yeah. I'm just educating them about other people's differences. That's all. So, I mean, like, I want the school then to teach that, too. If they're going to teach gender theology, which is what it is, because it is absolutely a religious belief. The idea that you fundamentally have some internal gender orientation that can be different from what your body is, that's a metaphysical religious belief that people may or may not hold. So, you know, if you want to educate kids about that, then I also need you to just really quickly cover all of Christianity, too. All right. Well said, Alice. Maybe I'm, I'm going to have my booker reach out to you for tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> anything to say on J.D. Vance at all? 
I mean, he won the Senate primary. That's interesting. It might show that, that maybe Trump has some mojo. I mean, he definitely was not leading that Senate primary until no. Trump endorsed him. And that really, uh, you know, he was very much viewed as like not being really the grassroots, like true conservative candidate. So it is interesting. I mean, I don't know. I think the Trump endorsement helped him. I think the Tucker Carlson egging on helped him. I think the teal money helped him. Um, <clears throat> but definitely uh, going to be interesting to see what happens there. Ohio is leaning pretty red right now. I would tend to think that he's going to be a senator. But, I mean, anything can happen. I don't know. Yes. Um, I wanted to get to something that Joe Biden said today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, we've got the, the, the Young Turks stuff where they're all losing their minds. We want to go back to losing their minds. We get it. They're losing their minds. Yeah, we right? get it. Everyone's nuts. Everyone's completely <clears throat> out of control right now. This is something Joe Biden said today, and I think it just shows that he's the most divisive president we've probably ever had. Uh, it's just the latest, because this is the kind of stuff he does all the time. But this is just bad news. It's the guys on the Supreme Court now. What happens if you have a state change the law saying that 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 children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that is that legit under the way that the decision is written? Wait for it. What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. That is um, very interesting. Very interesting. There was a time something called the Democratic Party, which was the party of slavery. I thought that was pretty extreme. There was a there was a time, obviously KKK, but this guy it is, this guy is so freaking toxic that all Trump voters are the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. Yeah, which is obviously totally an absurd thing to say, just start to finish. I also want to ask: Has there ever been a time, and maybe I'm like. <clears throat> missing something in time or place or whatever. But has there ever been a time when the Republican Party has been pro-segregation in any part of the country? Uh, like racial segregation? No, I don't think so. Um, pro-racial segregation. No, the Democrats are, are now. Um, still. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they part were, of your SEL, as a matter of fact, is messing with yeah. kids in classes. But, but yeah, I don't, I can't think of a time when when Republicans have ever been the party of of segregation. So <clears throat> it's funny. I was no, like, the party was a a um, what's it called? Being anti-slavery, anti-abolitionist. Uh, yes, party? the party was created for essentially abolition. Right. Yeah. So so I've written in my Substack today, TomShadow.substack.com. Just some of the things that Biden has said. He said that. He said, obviously, that, Joe, uh, that Mitt Romney would put you all back in chains. He um, accused um, uh, Facebook of murdering people. He accused half the country of trying to kill the other half. This is all just this year, uh, among other things. Uh, I mean, the, the guy, oh, yeah, he called, he he said at consequential moments in the history, they, what is he? He wants to know when we'll be done. Okay. Uh, do you want to be on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor talking to Republicans? See, is his political mm-hmm. opposition. I mean, this guy is George Wallace, a Democrat, by the way. This guy is—he's just toxic, and then he's half toxic and half stupid, 
and he's lost his mind, and this is all we have left. At a time, you know, if, if people like him didn't toss bombs like this, we'd, we'd be a much more unified country. But you go to, and people aren't used to seeing the sitting vice president. You go to a room and say, hey, to a black audience, Mitt Romney's going to put you back in chains. I mean it. Then they think Mitt Romney's going to put them back in chains. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Keynes. And people expect, you know, some kind of candor from from some of these folks. It's like, anyway, it's just it's just gross. Yeah, I mean, and even like talking about January sixth, didn't he say something like January sixth was the worst thing to happen yes. in the country? And it's that's yes. not hyperbole. He did one of those, like, yes, like worse than the civil war, like the worst thing since the civil war, or something crazy. Like it just. That kind of super inflammatory rhetoric is just, I mean, it's making the country worse. And and Trump occasionally was a jerk, but he didn't direct that kind of thing at Americans generally, I don't think. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. He directed some nasty comments at other people. Oh, yeah, or no, on a personal at, level. Like, some, was... some individuals yes. that he didn't like, in... but not against, like, half the country. He wasn't like everybody who voted for Obama is anti-American yes. and terrible. He didn't say the people who aren't vaccinated are killing the people who are vaccinated. Right. And as a matter of fact, the people who are vaccinated... Um... Our patience is wearing thin. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that kind of stuff. It's like, it also... Trump is Trump. And I understand maybe it's a double standard, but there is a double standard. Trump is Trump. I under, but he said some inflammatory stuff. If by trolling, you, maybe that's divisive. He Trump is divisive in the sense that he drove half the country absolutely nuts. And they, because they never did any research and they don't know anything, they allowed the media to tell them that we were in a state of emergency and that they weren't to relax and that, uh, that, that, that things were being normalized that were historically um, abhorrent. And mm-hmm. to be on DEFCON 1 constantly. And they let themselves be infected by this. Because grown adults turned into infants during Trump. Right. People who are supposed to know better. People who you read in op-eds in the Washington Post and the New York Times became little babies. A scared babies. In- yeah. Uh, so I do think that part of what happened with the Supreme Court leak thing is an attempt to kind of get some of that lightning back bottled up the magic Mm -hmm. of freaking people out and like abortion is one way to do that particularly with like the yoga pants wine mom set yeah right like tell them they're 
they can't get abortions anymore and that their rights are being rolled back and that soon they're going to be in The Handmaid's Tale, which obviously they've all watched. So back in they, The Handmaid's back Tale. Back in The Handmaid's Tale, right? Yes. So, yeah, so... Um, Catherine Clark tweeted something about how, like, Republicans can't tell her what to do with her body as though she's not, like, in her 60s. And it's not, like, nobody's trying to tell you to do anything, Catherine Clark. You're fine. You're safe. But, and in Massachusetts, you're completely safe. So it's the level of panic about something that, A, hasn't even happened yet. Mm-hmm. B, isn't going to affect more than half the country. I think it's like 23 states currently have laws. Politico did a big breakdown of who has what. Like, there's like 23 states that have laws that if Roe v. Wade goes away would go into effect that would restrict abortion in some form, right? But even like, it was funny because I said to somebody on Twitter today because somebody was freaking out and I said something like, we're the only... We're one of seven countries in the whole world that allows abortion after 20 weeks. Seven. And they were like, well, that's only happens when it's like completely medically necessary. That's not when people get abortions. That's nobody does that at that point. In the pre- Which, first of all, isn't true. There's been, you know, the Gutmacher Institute, which is a pro-abortion lobbying group, has done studies and people get late-term abortions for the same reasons they get other abortions. Sometimes they're for medical reasons, for like very tragic, scary, horrible medical reasons, mm-hmm. which is all the stories that you read. But they overwhelmingly still are getting them for reasons like the baby's father won't stay with me. I'm worried about money. I can't take care of the baby. I'm on drugs. Like whatever it is, they're they're still getting plenty of people getting abortions late in pregnancy for those reasons, although they are fewer than earlier term abortions. That being said, the law in Mississippi that this Supreme Court case is about Mm -hmm. is a ban on abortions after 15 weeks, which is like a tiny percent of abortions. And it has exceptions for medical reasons or the life of the mother. So, and like fetal abnormalities right. and things like that. So, and I said this to this person on Twitter who was freaking out because they were like, this is going to be terrible and people aren't going to be able to. And they were like, nobody gets abortions that late. And I said, well, great. Well, this law only bans abortions after 15 weeks and has medical exemptions. So like that should be fine. Right. And she was like, oh, I didn't know that. I'll have to look into it more. Right. Because it's like well, the level of misinformation and freak out yes, it, doesn't it, match the reality. No. Right. And somebody we both know is just posted and said, I, I'm not a, I, I'm not a <laughs> fan of killing babies. That's not what this is. This is. Um, showing empathy for the baby was going to be born without lungs. The baby was going to be this. The baby is that. And it's funny. None of them. Nobody ever was just for abortion, which is what most of them are for. Therefore, they don't want to have to have a baby because they want to go to college or want to keep a, have a keep a good right. body or 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 or, or aren't, don't want to settle down or don't have the guys in an a hole right. or they messed up or were drunk one night. It's like it's not all. Rape, incest, and in birth defects here. You well, can right. pretend, just stop it's pretending, funny okay? Because it's funny because we were because... shouting our abortions a couple of uh, oh, years yeah. ago. Oh, yeah, and they also told me they'd never heard anybody say anything about shout your abortion, which I was like, have you been living under yeah. a rock? Because that's like a big thing. Yeah. But somebody I follow on Twitter once said something like that 
that whenever you talk to uh, people who are pro-abortion about abortion, it's always like this crazy Rube Goldberg machine, unlikely scenario. It's always like, what if an 11-year-old is swimming at the beach and a sperm cell like lands right. on her and somehow swims and she becomes pregnant against her will and then the baby has a huge tumor and it's not going to be alive and it's going to be in terrible suffering for for three minutes and then it will die. And then like, it's always some like crazy scenario that right. never happens and like my approach to that is just always like so can we just ban all the other ones then and then right. we'll then we'll work out that yes. situation Planned, Planned like- Parenthood is not the Walmart of abortions because of those freak things <laughs> or all happens. the other female healthcare stuff they offer they are a huge chain they're the Starbucks of abortions I'm sorry but right. I, but- and, and the thing is is that like so fine you know let's Let's table those ones for a minute. Let's right. table the extreme fetal abnormality. Let's. I tend to be more pro-life than probably a lot of people are, but like, let's just get with the rest of the civilized world and like all of Europe and say like after the first trimester, let's be done with the right. exception of extreme medical situations. Right, right. right. I mean, like, I can we just go there? Like, is that right? And I think most people are are in there somewhere, as a matter of fact. But that's not the voices you hear. The activists. You know, a lot of people, and I think it has to do with your personality type too, women got dealt in this sense an unfair hand. Right. Women carry the babies and men are free to gallivant along and that's, and it's, it's, it ain't equal, but that is what it is. Right. And it's funny. This is another way you can tell that people have like never talked to a real life pro-life person in their lives is they go well if you want women to be forced to carry the child then like don't let men skip out on child support and all the pro-life people you will ever talk to in the world will go yes let's absolutely do that let's make sure and i think especially in the conservative movement of right now there's a lot of appetite there's an appetite on the tucker carlson show which we get told over and over is this like white supremacist crazy show there's a lot of appetite like with jd vance and some of these other like american conservative like rod Dreher is doing a lot of work in this area too like where the the Christian right, especially in the pro-life right, are saying, yeah, we want family policy. We want longer paid parental leaves. We want to give families bigger tax breaks. We want to make it more affordable for families to be able to have a parent stay home and with their kids when they're young. Like, I mean, there are a lot of Republicans among them, like Rubio, Romney. There there right. are people in the Senate right, right now, and there are more of them about to be elected, J.D. Vance, I'm looking at you, who want to do these policies. And if Democrats wanted to work with them, you could get these policies done. But the fact that they aren't, though, though does draw ra- rabid de- progressives into a, a bit of a, a verbal trap, though, because they'll say, Oh, yeah? You don't want to pay for any of the daycare for the new baby, but I'm not allowed to, uh, you know, have the abortion. And, like, they make this equivalence that not paying for the babysitter is the same as allowing like somebody to kill it. killing the child. But anyway, I don't want to... I don't know. Alice is the anti-abortion zealot. Tom Shattuck is moderate on this stuff. You guys, so if you're, if you're put off by this, 
go after Alice. The same way they went after my friend Dave Chappelle uh, last night, Alice. He jumped onto Chappelle before private security stepped in and detained that suspect. Fellow comedian Chris Rock was there as well. He came on stage after the incident and even cracked a joke, apparently asking, Was that Will Smith? So, Alice, this guy who attacked Dave Chappelle, Chappelle's crew was not messing around. And maybe even Dave himself. I'm told by somebody that Chappelle... They took this guy backstage and beat the tar out of him. Thoughts? Um, so yeah, I messaged you about this this morning. I um I'm I am obviously fine with him getting a little bit like roughed up mm-hmm. when they take it, but it sounds like it was pretty horrific. His like arm like was, broken was, arms, his arm broken was, hands. Yes, like, his arm and hand his hands were broken. His arm was pointed uh, backwards. It was a very uh, unpleasant uh, time for him back there. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, yeah. He, I mean, he yeah. left in an ambulance. So he left in an ambulance with people shouting mean things to him. He was not okay. Um, but um, he, and he, most of the people on Twitter tweeting about it seemed pretty like rah rah. Like the tweets were say, like they took off his arm and put it back on. This is great. That shows you to uh, me- like don't mess with people. Yep. I mean, yes, don't jump up on stage and attack people and you get what's coming to you a lot of times because like physical violence it you can't always attack people with physical violence and not have them fight you back so sometimes yes. that happens right uh, yes um that being said like i'm not sure i'm comfortable with like the level of bloodthirstiness in all the comments and how excited everybody seemed that this guy's hands okay. were like so here's the truth of the matter smithering. alice here's yeah. the truth it's fine. I'm 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 cool with it. It feels good, as a matter of fact. I have no problem with that. I wish that somebody had decked the hell out of uh, Will Smith when he was trying to uh, punch Chris Rock. Um, I've got no problem at all like that. I think anytime you can punch a or 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 crush yeah, but a thug, this is like crush ten a on thug. one. I think. Well, I... you know what? You roll the dice when you want to stab <laughs> punch a, um, who's Dave Chappelle. Stage, yeah. You know. Yeah. They, no, I mean you do yeah. roll the dice. You take your life into your own yep. hands Could've and you been do 20. this stuff. Could have been twenty. Yeah, no. I. But yeah, I just. I got no problem. It did. It did make me a little bit uncomfortable. I didn't. You also love had the, the LAP. I didn't love the level to which he was disabled. I also wonder. Do you think he'll sue? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Um, but I think it's a good lesson for the culture to know that this could happen when you go up there. That is yeah. good. Yeah, that I think good. it's the opposite of after like the Will Smith thing, everybody was saying like, now all the comedians have to be afraid. Like, I think this is probably like a good bounce back in the other direction right. where I, it I might give so. some of those people pause before they go up and attack a stand up comedian. So. Right. Uh, and also there's this video out there of the LAPD, uh, <clears throat> two cops in particular, who all the all the pro-abortion psychotic uh protesters slash rioters were were assaulting them or trying to and one of these cops uh took out his baton and went swinging away like canseco and i have no problema with that too as a matter of fact i enjoyed it and i've got no problem with that if you're gonna assault cops and they've got a stick well you know what you made a choice, and uh, good luck, my friend. I understand the urge, but it does. It, and then, of course, they all say, "Oh my god, look at the police brutality!" Oh my god, look at the police brutality! Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I understand the urge, but I also like it did the level of glee at somebody being. You know what, little lady, totally you stay pulverized. home. You let us men yeah, handle I, it. You okay? know what? I guess so. Okay, um, time, Alice, for the chat chat. 
Okay. I'm still getting questions, by the way, on how you leave a message for the chat chat. It's mm-hmm. not a phone number that you dial. It's uh, the website that you go to is burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's a red button that you can go to and you press the button from your phone, from your computer, and you can record a message to leave us. Okay. Here we go. Hey, Alice. It's Chad. From the packy. Hey, <laughs> if you weren't wearing that uh, size extra small Shadhead t-shirt, I wouldn't have been hitting on you. Is that true? And B. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying, the, Chad. The phone number you gave me is wrong. What Some the? weird guy in Hartford at a radio station keeps answering the phone. <laughs> What's up with that? You really gave out your number? <laughs> no, your number. <laughs> I don't think so, Alice. I don't know. I mean, the at the radio station? My goodness. You're giving out digits? <laughs> Man, you love the attention. Ridiculous. Hey, Tom. Hey. Harvey Weinstein here. Oh, wow. Alice, that's huge. He's in jail currently, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's no way this could be a big break for me, right? He's not, he's not doing movies anymore, I don't think. Hey, listen, uh, the casting bunk's not really working out the way I'd hoped in this place. Uh, so if you could find it in your heart to maybe send along a couple of those pics of Alice in the shower and maybe a nice potted plant or two, uh, get me through these lean times, be much appreciated. Hope you're happy. I'm lonely, Tom. <laughs> you did that. So very lonely. Wow, Harvey. Wins. Shatheads all the way. Oh, there you go. Thank you. He said, I guess that uh, may, that might. Maybe we shouldn't accept that endorsement. <laughs> I have the Alice Shower NFTs. She's no. threatening a lawsuit against me if I if I get rid of them. But I have them. You know, if anybody knows how to hack an iPhone, I'll give you my uh, spids <laughs> as soon as I can. Hey, Tom, it's me. We're back. There seems to be a large hornet's nest by my wheels. Help! <laughs> I actually did. That would that means there's been so little movement in that area that there's the bees have had time. Um, there's actually are a bunch of bees in the shed that, that is open, by the way. There that are? is your jurisdiction. That okay. Pretty shed, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well. What I'm, isn't my jurisdiction? I've turned over my head. health. Um, I'm on my health kick. Yeah, so, you're not uh, drinking today, so yeah, that's exciting. Today. That's right. That's right. The new me is here. Hey there, Tom. Bet you can't guess who this is. I won a, a Oscar for supporting actor three times, and I was in the movie Rio Bravo. Rio Bravo? Got nothing. I, I assume that's a John Wayne movie. I mean, I could probably look it up. Is it, a, is it the guy who says, hang him, hang him? Is it that guy? I don't... I, I don't know. Things like that. I don't know either. Uh, oh, it allows you to reply on some of these. Reply? Oh, because there's an email address? Is that why? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Oh, <laughs> who knew? Oh, well. Hey, Tom and Alice, Mike here. Uh, past couple days with the abortion issue, you just, you know, all the liberals and, you know, supporters of this uh, just claim that men shouldn't have a say in uh, abortion rights. But the past two years, haven't we been hearing that men menstruate and get pregnant? I mean, so uh, men don't have a say in abortion now? Uh, also, Tom, um, yes. are you coaching softball? We, we haven't heard anything about um, softball. I believe it's softball season now. Anyways, love the show, guys. Keep up the great work. 
Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. He's right on the. He's right. But according to the woke left, there are only birthing persons now, and so yeah, women mm-hmm. have suddenly been reanimated as things until we get to the election, at least. I am not coaching softball. Um, you refuse to interact with that group of people. Well, well, yes. I also was not invited back, which is uh, which is fine. I think we'll go our separate ways. That is fine. But my daughter still is playing. To your consternation. Well, a little bit. But she apparently it's better. So who knows? Oh, hey, Tom. Oh, wait a minute. It's Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) That was a real fire yesterday, by the way. Yes, there was a fire across the street from us. Yeah, so those when Pepper was going off yesterday, that's because fire trucks were driving by. She's a foxhound, and she's brilliant so that she does that. (laughs) But that was a real fire, and I don't think anybody was hurt, but it was a barn burned down. Hey, Tom and Alice. I was wondering if uh, either of you ever seen the movie Blind Date with uh, Kim Basinger. Bruce Willis, of course. A classic. Oh, and um, John uh, Leguizamo. No, no, not Leguizamo. John. Oh, come on. John LaRoquette. Yes. I'm Bruce Willis. I grew up watching that movie. I think it's just hilarious. It's a, it's a great movie. It was hilarious. Kim Basinger was obviously beautiful. Bruce Willis was cool. This was his like first big movie after Die Hard, I think. Um not a totally great movie, but a cool movie. It's about... Actually, I've had my own experience with Alice Shattuck when we were first dating, very similar, when she... It's about taking... He he takes her out. Kim, Bruce Willis takes Kim Basing her out. She then gets bleep-faced, is out of control, and he has to deal with it. <laughs> I have had that when Alice and I were first dating, including... I, I once, I had a, she was, um, I had to carry her. She had a little tiny skirt on and her little high heel stiletto, stilettos. She had been antagonizing some people we were double dating with because she couldn't <laughs> handle her booze. And I had to carry her like that. Well, she smoked a cigarette um, and she burnt a hole in my favorite jacket. That was just one night. If you, we go to some social event. Alice is not afraid to uh, let loose. Back when we used to have drinking problems. I don't think I'm problems. quite like that anymore. Right. Well. <laughs> hey, Tom and Alice. I was listening to the radio show, and it seems like they dropped Alice uh, Rosalind's call. She was uh, in a good groove, and then out of nowhere, they dropped her call. I noticed. Okay. All so right, bye. I don't know if you knew this, but the fourth wall has been breached. <laughs> I heard uh, when you were on T2, it sounded like Todd was saying Rosalind was on the line. And I was like, how would he know yes, who that it is? It has been like, breached now. So we've got cross So wait, did Todd know about Rosalind no, before? No, okay. nobody knew about anything. 860 Rosalind is in uh, Philadelphia. You see what's Hello happening? There. Hello, is Tom there? No, Tom left. Can I give him a message for you? <laughs> He's there. I hear him laughing. Rosalind, hi. This is Tom. How can I assist you? I mean, how can I help you? Oh, I think it's been a while since we've talked. <laughs> I don't recognize your voice, and you have a voice that seems to me that I would I would remember had we had we known each other. I think. No, I think he's a character from a horror movie or something. Yeah, uh-huh. kind of. <laughs> you remember our tryst at Planet Fitness. So now this is interesting because there is somebody, Todd, who in my life suggesting that I have been hooking up with somebody at Planet Fitness. And I do attend Planet Fitness. There is that is absolutely true. 
but I am in abject pain while I am there. But this person is suggesting that I am having a tryst there and has also done... Well, that this... might be what causes the pain. <laughs> Don't give creep... It's an odd position to be in, I can tell you that. <laughs> ...to this, this person. Well, well, if you're offering a confession, I have to point it out. Uh, it is... Uh, that is incorrect. I do nothing at Planet Fitness but um, but spray equipment and, and do some light lifting. <laughs> Do you spray it before spray and me. after or just after? Rosalind just said spray, spray me. me. Rosalind just said. <laughs> anyway, it goes on like that. You get the point. Yes, the fourth wall has been broken. Did they um, Did they drop her call? Did they? Someone I assume eventually. I, but this thing, there was another minute at least on this. So I think eventually. She got her time. She got, yes, Rosalind got her time. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. We have, we have distorted reality now <laughs> in a whole other state with a whole bunch of people who will take that as being absolutely a factual possible thing <laughs> who are, were saying you should have heard somebody named Rosalind from the gym with a very distinct voice called so there we go uh let's see time. Oh, come on you've broken my heart for the last time <laughs> what and to think i have a bun in the oven you're happy, Alice. You wanted this. You chose his life. Tom, as a fellow larger man, I appreciate coming to my defense in light of Alice's lady splaining regarding the meaning of defenestration. Correct. Alice, I understand the literal definition of the word. I did take French for 10 years. <clears throat> well, Tom uh, didn't. Yes. But it, really, my question was more nuanced. Um, is a window truly a window if it doesn't have glass? Uh, and I think Tom picked up that on that pretty quickly with his Correct. three excellent examples. <laughs> Lightning quick. Well done, Tom. Thank you. And uh, by the way, noticing the window in my office does not open. Uh, it does have a large pane of glass, so it should make for excellent defenestration later. I'll be sure to send video. Au revoir. I think a window is He said truly... au revoir. Would you like to respond, s'il vous plaît, in Francaise? <laughs> Uh, why do I have to respond wow, in French? you know what, 1570 in the SATs and suddenly just I not coming back. I can't speak French, yeah, I just well, don't you got, want to. Right. Oh, oh, just don't <laughs> want to, that's right. You got Stop. the same, you, this, the, you have that 1570 for the same reason you have no speeding tickets. I'll just leave it right there. <laughs> Tom, as a fellow larger man, I appreciate you coming. message. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, Tom and Alice, um, this is Dave just saying, uh, keep up the good work, 500 and counting. Uh, yeah. Tom, when you were at TKK with Michael Graham, I'm wondering, did you have anything to do with his intro music? Because I always thought that was a pretty uh, kick-ass scenario with the Neo, uh, I know you're out there kind of thing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But you guys are awesome. Uh, you never take a day off. I can count on you Sunday through Thursday. Uh, keep it up, y'all. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. that. That's great to hear, by the mm -hmm. way. That, so, no, I inherited that. It was, um, I forgot who, who did the song. I'm sure I have it somewhere. You're afraid. You're afraid of change. No, right. But, mm -hmm. the, but then the music. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. somebody came up with that. It might have been Doug Palmieri um, working with Graham. I could ask him where he got it, but I inherited that. I did um, customize it a few times, like when we shot Bin Laden and then when Scott Brown won, I used to mess with it, etc. But yes, that is something that we absolutely inherited. I appreciate you, by the way. Um, that it's good to know that it's that um, that you guys are that it's it it's a pleasant experience for you to that you're getting these uh, most days because it's just a, it's good to have validation. Okay, Alice. 
I've got no problem. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, agreed. Um, you can leave those messages, like I said, at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's a red button that you click to record a message. Fun in the oven. <laughs> you see what's happening here, Alice? What's happening here? We're plunging into uh, a... A fantasy world? It's. I think some of it's a halfway real. I don't know. You've got a whole bunch of listeners in Hartford now who are convinced that there's a, could be an ethical problem with me. Um, mm-hmm. spraying uh, Rosalyn at the gym. <laughs> I do like the name Rosalyn too. <laughs> anyway, um, it, you can also talk to us on Twitter at BurnBarrelPod if you're not the type of person leave a voicemail or write us an email BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.